everyone. Welcome to Fun Speculation Podcast, uh, episode number 76. What's going on, everybody? Um, interesting day today mm-hmm. in the gaming world. We got some uh, kind of news. Not really any surprises, I would say. Um, but we got a lot of Xbox redacted documents. Um, Tom Warren's been sharing all, all this stuff on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it today. Uh, so we're going to gonna go through a lot of those uh, talking points and uh, have a discussion about it. Also, maybe a little talk about Spider-Man 2 and uh, some of the discourse that's going on around there. Um, and it's not going to be a show if we don't talk about Starfield somewhat. Um, but I hope you're all doing great. Thanks, everybody, for being here for this episode. Uh, we'll, we'll also have tidbits, which this is a good week. Uh, for tidbits as well, where we look ahead at the games coming out for the week. I uh, see lots of awesome people already in the chat. Thank you all for being here. Uh, but as always, we have an amazing panel, and I want to say hello to the panel. So we'll start with Fuzz. What's up, Fuzz? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Glad to be here with you guys. Been playing way too much Starfield. Um, yeah. Got yeah. three simultaneous uh, playthroughs going at the same time. Um, yeah, bit, bit of crazy on this game, but uh, trying to get as much in before Forza, so I gotta, gotta get it out my system, I think. Yeah, man. So like, let's speak on that because you were on um, Shop Podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, as you always are, and with PTK, and uh, mm-hmm. I heard something that made my jaw drop. Um, <laughs> it was the second thing, second thing I heard um, on Saturday. That made my jaw drop. First thing was Steel Rain on Living Split Screen, uh, talking with mm-hmm. Pong, said that Starfield is his game of the year. Made my jaw drop yeah. because didn't see that coming. I mean, Armored Core, I mean, as much of a fan as he is of that game, to have him love Starfield or uh, say it's game of the year over that is, like, insane, uh, yeah. which was props to him for you know, um, loving Starfield so much. But then I heard something I, I didn't think I would ever hear on uh, shop. <laughs> and you said you may not play Forza Motorsport at launch. Fuzzy Belvedere, the yeah. racing game, Carnosaur. How many thousands of hours do you have in GT7 and uh, past Oof. Forzas? You may not play Forza Motorsport at launch because of how addicted you are to Starfield. Do you care yep. to elaborate, sir? As much as I love racing, the sci-fi kid in me is like enamored with this game. Like uh I I don't know. I I'm I'm probably going to at least start it and get my first car and do my first race, but I don't know. The way this game sinks its hooks into you, I'm I might just be playing this on the 5th even though I have uh I already purchased the early access and stuff, so We'll see. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome though, man. Like I, um, I, I kind of get it though. Like there's a lot like games that I would be more excited for that are coming out right now. And like, like Mortal Kombat, you know, mm-hmm. that I was super excited for. And just right now it's like nothing else matters. You know, I, I just, Starfield is just it, you know? So I, I, I get it, but I'll be day one on Forza. That's for sure. <laughs> um, maybe playing, maybe playing Starfield by yourself that day. Um, well, I mean, you play it by yourself that's, every day. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, how you doing, Jasper? 
Uh, doing pretty good. I've just been working on a bunch of YouTube stuff over the past couple of weeks, trying to grow that, work on that. Um, just, yeah. I don't know, just about it, doing Starfield stuff. Killing it on YouTube with your Starfield yeah. stuff, man. You got a lot of shipbuilding guides, and some of those are blowing up, and um, channels kind of taking off from it, dude. So yeah. it's really cool to see, man, uh, get the appreciation. Um, that I will say that there's been a lot of people, like prominent uh, YouTubers and stuff, sharing other people's ship guides, and I've seen some of the ships that they've shared, and yours are better than a lot of those, and you did a lot of them first. Uh, so, but if everybody, anybody wants to check out, like, how to build a, like, replica ship of, like, a Star Trek ship or, like, something like that, or Star Wars, uh, check out Jasper's channel, because he's got tons of ships on there already. How many do you, have you done already? Like, uh, I think, I think I may have put up number 10 today or 11. That's a lot. How many hours have you put into Starfield building ships? Dude, some of them take... I think the longest one probably took me like seven hours to fucking get one where I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah. Seven hours. That's crazy. Like I, some of them, like I'll just like build and I'm like, I don't like it and I'll sleep on it and then I'll come back to it the next day. That's yeah. like, I don't know. I have, I'm picky cause I, I want to capture the ship like as close as you can, but then there's the Starfield limitations where it's like, you can't put this backwards. It's like, why the fuck can't I yeah. turn this around? It's like, Okay. You, you, you also recreated Star Trek Enterprises intro using Starfield and put that out as a video um, yeah. on Twitter. And uh, it was pretty cool. I got to admit, I don't know what the intro to Star Trek Enterprise is supposed to be like, but um, I'm assuming that song is there um, yeah. and uh, the way it's shot and stuff. So that looked pretty cool, man. Um, yeah. So I recommend everybody check that out um, as well. Um, and then Psycho, I had to admit, bro, I was a little concerned today about you. <laughs> I don't know if you Why? should say that. <laughs> Why? I don't know if I should say that. I was debating whether I should or not. Because Kate was watching a YouTube video, and okay. it was a it was like one where they like catch bad people doing bad things, <laughs> and yeah. the guy that they caught and interviewed, it was like your doppelganger. Um, if it wasn't for the mm -hmm. voice. Um, I think I would have to been trying to contact you and we'd have to have a discussion, <laughs> but it was clearly not you, but like, it also is the guy was clearly older than you, but it was like, holy shit, right? That guy looks just like you. And, uh, it, yeah, anyway, it was how insane. you doing? Sergio? Yeah. But how, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing uh, fantastic. Um, yeah. So I just, uh, Found out today that I have to open early tomorrow for Oof. the standard release of Mortal Kombat. So right on. Um, how many? Yeah. How like a lot of people planning on coming there to get that day one? Yeah. So we did the uh, premium edition on th Thursday, um, and I mean we we didn't have a lot of pre-orders, but uh, everybody uh, picked picked up their copy. Um, Right on. And then, then I noticed that we got a collector's edition for PS5, but not Xbox. So, yeah. cool. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to go into that. So <laughs> was okay. it just because? <laughs> is that was just because somebody pre-ordered it, or or no, what? no, okay. nope. Yeah. 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 So, besides that, um, yeah, I've been playing the shit out of uh, Starfield, and all last night I was on. 
the gamers console with G Money and uh, Web Dave and you mean C Money? C Money, yeah. C Money, <laughs> yeah. What did I say? <laughs> the, the, another another name. <laughs> it's just like if it's a oh. <laughs> if it is a name, it just goes right through your yeah. ears, bro. No, because like... what it is, because no, because it's um, <laughs> there was another guy in chat, and it was like, um. I think it was G money or something along the lines. G, G maybe. G maybe, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So I got so they were kind of <laughs> roasting each other. So I kind of had that on my brain and yeah. So shout out to C money. Easily Sorry. confused, uh, I understand. Yeah. So, uh, so speaking yeah, of but, them, I'll be on their show tomorrow night. Uh, they're doing like they have an interview show. Uh, him and yeah, his wife. Tuesday. Yeah, and uh, so they've done. This will be the third episode. They've interviewed Boom. Uh, they've done uh, King David last week, which was awesome to watch. Yeah. I was I was watching that last week. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then I get to do that tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that. So if you guys want to see um, an interview on their channel where they are, I'm going to have to answer rapid-fire questions and stuff. I'm nervous about it because uh, I think King David answered 18 questions rapid-fire, and i got to try and beat that score. I don't think it's possible. Um, but, yeah, come check that out on C-Money's channel tomorrow. Uh, it should be fun. Uh, that'll be before Fun Pop. So at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oof, what else you been up to, bro? Just hanging out? Not much, man. Smoking yeah, the ganja? Uh, doing... No. Um, <laughs> no, man. You know I don't uh, No? It. Okay. No. Yeah. I just eat my edibles. But um, right on. Yeah, I've been uh, chill, chill, chillaxing, and uh, just been uh, playing, like I said, been playing the shit out of Starfield. Loving it. Uh, married Sarah, and fuck is that bitch bipolar. Motherfucker. <laughs> I swear to God, she was pissed. So we got married, and then she was pissed at me, and then she was fine, and I said, I won't do it again. And then she's like, you, I swear to God, you said you wouldn't fucking do it. And I'm like, what did I do? She what is, did I man, do? She's got she's, a temper, bro. The only thing that I can... been fine with me is just she annoys the shit at me because she's always trying to fucking hand me something. I'm like, I don't want your stupid gift because it's going to be stupid. I, I just it. hold off on it. I, I don't pick yeah. it up. But, she, but the only thing I can think of that I did that would make her upset was because I... um, What was it? I think it was like these robots um, that were... You killed robots? Patrolling. I killed robots. All right, that's all I did was kill robots because I need because I wanted to get some uh, zero wire and sh and shit like that, and that's the only thing I could think of. So like, what? It wasn't human, Sarah. It was a freaking <laughs> lifeless mechanical freaking robots. What yeah. the fuck? Chill out. I even like I said, you know, like you need to calm down and let's talk about this. And that pissed her off even more. She's like, "Don't tell me to." Well, you, you don't tell a woman to calm down if they're mad at you. That's just like no, 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 no. When you don't know what what what's what, yeah, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell her she needs to simmer down and uh, let's talk about it. But yeah, this this bitch is fucking crazy, and I I ain't about it. I'm. I just met I'm, Andrea. Uh, Andre you know, Andresia, another name. Andresia. Yeah, there you go. You know, I, I suck with names, <laughs> but uh, man, Andresia, she's looking kind of fine. She has that little freaking top going, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Oh my If you're God. not bitchy, Sarah, you're gone. So, well, I'll tell you what see. happened today, Psycho. Oh, wow. Um, 
so you know i i was married to sarah also right um and i did a mission and then after the mission you know they want to all talk to you and stuff so she wanted to talk first i couldn't find her she was like under my ship for some reason i thought she, the curse was taking me to the ship i was looking everywhere in the ship and I like was like, why is it? Where does it tell me to go? So then I left the ship, and the and she's standing underneath the ship, like in the middle of the ship. Like, why are you standing here? So anyway, I go and talk to her, and she just like argues with me about every decision I made and the quest that I just did, saying how wrong I was. And I said, you know what? You need to be more supportive. So I dumped her ass right then and there. I said, we need to have a conversation about our relationship, and uh, she was gone. So then I went and immediately, because I had finished Andresia's quest, I uh, I married Andresia, or we're not married yet, but yeah. So, you know, and the other thing, Jasper, Andresia, you know when, like, Sarah says she's got something for you? Yeah. Andresia, she's got something for you too, but it's credits. I, I don't care. It's Still, credits. I pick it up. It's it's I got to talk for, talk to him for 30 seconds to get like 500 credits out. It's not worth it. It's no, it, it takes five seconds. She's just like, here you go. Here's some money. This is a great relationship. I love this relationship. Every once she, in a while, just ran, randomly giving me money. It don't second guess your me. allowance. Want me to kill people? Yes, this is working out. Uh, so that's what we're, we're, we're going to do. Although, um, yeah, but the, you just got divorced. So, uh. How is it? She she's hate, gonna take half your money. She <laughs> she hates me. I, I, I what? Because I had to stop bringing her as a companion along with me a long time ago. Because uh, uh, once Andresia came into the picture, where I started hanging out with Andresia on the missions and stuff. And then, um, well, what, what did Sarah do when you did that? Oh, she didn't care. She was, you know, still like madly in love with me. Um, but then what happened was uh, right after I, I I dumped Sarah and told her it's not working out anymore, I uh, asked, <laughs> I just, I went, I said, all right, Sarah, you want to come hang out with me again? <laughs> and she was like, she was like, I'm just trying to find out how not to hate your guts right now. And no, I'm not coming with you. Uh, so yeah, I don't know when that's going to work out. Um, but Sarah is just pissed off and she won't come along with me for missions now. That's okay because Andreja is better. Just, just, space her. Just eject her into. Uh, yeah. The you know how you can just dump your load. Now you can just what? eject your. load. <laughs> Whoa! You want to <laughs> hold on? Hold on. Yeah, dump you your load. Dump your lo yeah, you can dump your load uh, when you're going through your inventory. Is that what it's called, babe? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder that I can dump my load with Sarah. I, I, I eject this, this isn't this isn't Baldur's Gate three psycho. I mean, it doesn't go that graphic. No, it's, it's, I, I think it's called uh, uh, a jettison. Eject, a jettison. Yeah, yeah, a jettison. Oh, jettison. Eject. Okay, you were just sorry. gonna say eject, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and eject. I just heard eject, and I was thought it was going somewhere else for a second. Um, so, yeah. Alright, then. I want to jettison her. Uh, I know she's part of Constellation, but, you know, I would do, uh, I'll do the, the universe a favor and just space her. Space her. Okay. Right on. Or I can leave her on a planet and just... <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I apologize to any of the, uh, 
wonderful women that watch our show. No, I love women, <laughs> but this one is just. Oh, uh, we know, you, know you do. So. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just put her on Uranus and just leave her there. How about that? <laughs> maybe. You're gonna. You, uh, all right. Uh, you're gonna. I'll, I'll visit her. You're, you're gonna. You're gonna dump. You're gonna dump the load on Uranus. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna um, dump my load on Uranus. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> uh, anyway, and, and, and other news. Uh, <laughs> Phil Spencer. Uh, no. <laughs> so yeah, I'm having a blast with Starfield though. I can't get enough of it. Um, and uh, I think people are coming around realizing that rushing through the main campaign and doing that repeatedly over and over again isn't the right way to play Starfield. <laughs> Um, it seems like people are realizing how much extra content. I mean, the the mission I just did, um, which is the Vanguard mission. I'm not going to spoil anything. Like, it felt like its own freaking full game, dude. Like, it yeah. was long. It had plot twists. It had important decisions to make. It was rewarding. Like, if that was a a game, this is by far the best quest in the game. <laughs> I so was far. like, wow. I and yeah. I like the free start collective quest too you know but the vanguard quest was great and and but the companion storylines are awesome too i'm gonna have to uh do the other uh companion quests as well just make sure that i you don't can, accidentally uh, flirt with them or anything the uh <laughs> the girl that you helped out with that vanguard quest that's like in the lab you can go back to her and recruit her as your companion now no really okay yeah right on hardened or whatever her name yeah, is. yeah 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 man that's such a good story and the Vanguard. It's probably it might be my favorite like mainline or it's not a mainline quest, side quest, whatever, but uh, a, faction. A faction quest. Yeah. A favorite quest of any kind in any Bethesda game. Is that good? It really was. Yeah, Vanguard. I'm having a blast with Vanguard. Um yeah. I haven't I haven't tried the Free Star Collective yet. But, it's really fun um, too, man. Like the story. Yeah, is I haven't gotten that far. I'm I'm nine I'm ninety six or ninety eight hours in now, um, and I just met uh, Andrea. Andreja. Andreja. <laughs> yeah. I just met Andreja, and um, with my, f- I am. I just. Uh, got the key i went to that one like resort spaceship with um uh with the crimson fleet and try to get the um earth statue or whatever yeah kate was doing that kate was trying that mission a little while ago um yeah because you steal an award and you can still and and then you get the uh oh the uh key card for the um, Galdon or G Bank or Gal Bank, uh, whatever it's called. Right on. Um, so yeah, that's about the extent of where I am. Not too far into it, and uh, I've just been surveying everything. Found a bunch of anomaly uh, on this one planet. Uh, it was kind of weird, and it ha- you know how you find artifacts, and it has that one uh, mineral that or element that is always surrounded in. Well, when you find anomalies, it has those as well. So I think I collected like 80 pieces of that stuff because they had like five anomalies yeah. on that planet. So 
Yeah, the game, the game is just so damn massive, dude. Like you can, dude, it's crazy. You can go and randomly hop to planets and trigger side quests and do missions, and um, and it feels like endless right now, bro. My mission log is so freaking long, and I've been playing eighty plus hours, I think, at this point. Um, I have so much stuff to do, and every I'll just be walking through an area. And there'll be this random conversation happen, like as you're walking by, and then it'll be like, oh, like triggered this new mission or new quest or whatever, uh, because of something you just overhear, right? Um, there's so much content, bro, and uh, it just doesn't seem to stop. Jasper found the craziest planet uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday. Oh. Um, <laughs> I I won't go into spoilers on that, but uh, that was really interesting. Um, Pong found some psychedelic planet with like, look like where psychos from is just like mushrooms and, <laughs> and glowy shit everywhere. Uh, it was nuts, yeah. man. Um, but yeah, I think some of the reviewers and some of the people that are like criticizing the game at times for like missing this or missing that or whatever are coming to terms finally with how big this game is. Right. And how much content and stuff to do there is. So, it's going to be interesting to see what the conversation is about Starfield for years to come. Um, and it's doing well. Uh, I think it was a game industry.biz made a post uh, talking about the UK sales charts. And it's like the sixth fastest selling game in the UK this year. Um, and that's despite Game Pass, right? Uh, it's up there with like Hogwarts Legacy and, and other, other big games. Um, and as an exclusive, that's that's big, right? That's uh, that's big, especially when it's in a subscription service day one. So uh, the amount of people playing this game is probably astronomical. Um, I made a post today because to, uh, we have some good games coming to Game Pass this week, right? And I was just like, is anybody going to be checking out these games? Or are you still playing Starfield? And, and most people are like, I'm still playing Starfield, right? And uh, it's interesting to have a game that's, kind of takes your interest away from other games so much. And that's kind of what's happening right now, I feel like. To the point where Fuzzy Belvedere himself may not play a racing game day one. The biggest racing game. The one we've been waiting for. still got two and a half weeks. <laughs> Should we take a bet on this? I, I feel like he would... Just, He's going to play it. Yeah, You think so? I think so, too. He's going to play it. I don't think there's any way. FOMO's going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> he at least I'm definitely playing by the 10th, but the 5th? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so there was. A, has there, anybody? Oh, yeah. Oh, has anybody tried Ryujin, uh quests yet, or no? <laughs> yeah, I finished quest their through. whole faction. I think they're probably the worst faction quest line. But mm -hmm. do you get you get cool stuff for doing that one though? Like you get you get one of the cooler suits of uh, apparel armor, like the Under Armour, like mm -hmm. that. You that's yeah. probably like the best thing that I would say you get out of them. Right. Um, I, the Vanguard one is still the best. And I'm not going to say what the prize is for it, like the ultimate prize, but it's uh, it's pretty sick. So I recommend it. I, I showed <laughs> Kate, see, and she was jealous. Did you see uh, somebody found, like, this, like, weird worm costume? Yeah, that's uh, been... I was in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. A worm costume. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not talking about the neon one, right? The neon dancing neon thing. No, no. there's like it looks like you're like a worm creature. 
Okay. It's a, I think it's a quest on I think it's on Mars or something that you get it from. Right on. It was in one of the it was like in one of the first like uh Starfield trailers. Right at the end it shows like a dude in a worm costume like looking up at the moon or some shit. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. I, I have to check that out. I haven't seen it. Um or maybe I just didn't notice it in the trailer back in the day. All right. So yeah, um there was quite a bit of I I don't think there's anything really surprising that got dumped today from the documents, but um and some of this we've already seen before. Uh but Tom Warren uh made a bunch of posts today uh of leaked emails, uh documents that came out from the FTC case against Microsoft uh with the ABK acquisition. Um and there's some highlights in there. Uh one of them was something that we had already heard before a little bit about and that is that xbox uh is seemingly planned to release the next generation about 2028 um is that too long of a generation is that about right guys you feel like 2028 is the right spot this this is just smokescreen this is just them uh tricking sony into going at that and then that microsoft's gonna be like hey we got a console coming out on 2027 uh well i mean it would lead to kind of what some of the original thoughts were with 2028 the, the reason i'm asking those because if they don't do a midgen refresh right mm-hmm. and playstation does next year like what the rumors are uh we have a ps5 pro that would mean that there would be four years where PlayStation has the more uh, powerful console. Um, assuming that the rumors about the PS5 Pro are true. Um, and and we don't know about the price point or we don't know any of that stuff. You know, there's all the conversation about developers not taking advantage of things and all this kind of stuff, right? Which is a fair conversation um but do y'all think that has a negative impact on xbox if they do wait to 2028 and don't do and and just concede the power narrative for four years the power narrative doesn't matter anymore you don't think the xbox xbox has had it for like eight years at this point straight it hasn't mattered at all so you think that they've said okay we're because before phil was like we want to make sure we always have the most powerful console right yeah. yeah, and they do. Um, and even like I said, like when PlayStation comes out with their PS5 Pro, um, it's it's all gonna fall onto what are they going to introduce? It's to me, I think it's still gonna use the same, utilize the same CPU. Uh, GPU is where they're gonna change things, but they can't change too much, um, just because you know that's another tier that the developers will have to uh, develop. Uh, screw to develop for so i think they're going to keep this the cpu the same uh gpu they're, they're going to utilize uh, uh at least grow to rdna2 feature sets so this way they can utilize um a lot of things that xbox is capable of right now that ps5 can't uh and then when that happens then we'll see both consoles being fully utilized to their to to their max potential because now both players have cl- similar styled uh, GPUs that could use the RDNA two feature sets because you know like Sony can only use FSR uh, tier one and Xbox could go tier two um, 
and so a lot of dev devs that did multiplats they didn't use tier two unless they unless you're like uh ioi that used that actually developed for separate and we saw the difference between the ps5 version and the uh, xbox version of that of hitman 3 uh it, you know it was definitely the resolution was higher it was able to use uh it just uh, more uh, just looked a lot better uh frame uh it had higher fps um so i think uh the only thing that's going to be the difference is ram we don't know what they're how much they're going to use kind of like how xbox went from uh, what was it um two was it two gigabytes and, and then with the one x i think it went up to 12 was it eight it it it, it was for, a huge jump for what for ram for the ram because uh, when games are ram heavy they you know the higher the ram utilize they can yeah get the higher frame rates and you know and not really uh hurt with the uh resolution or you know things like that so i think they're going to utilize that i think that's going to be one disadvantage to xbox uh series x because it's at the 10 yeah i just think if if like multi-plats are coming out and they have like better performance and resolution then that might have an impact somewhat you know what i mean i don't know how the thing is like it honestly, I don't know how much it's going to matter if devs don't start actually fixing their game because if you look at something like Jedi Survivor, it wouldn't matter how good your graphics card right. is in your Xbox right now. It's limited by your CPU. Because and, it ran like trash on PC at launch, yeah. right? So, like, if they don't upgrade their CPU, like, even Jedi Survivor, like, yeah, that is, it's going to be about the same. I saw so. um, Colin Prime in the chat was saying it seems like, you know... Um, it seems like the games this gen are heavily relying on the CPU and not the GPU. And and it, it seems like that's usually been the bottleneck, you know? Uh, that's been the bottleneck for split screen. Uh, it's been the bottleneck for um, Gotham Knights originally, also with the untethered co-op stuff and things like that, right? Um, it seems that, you know, Starfield's CPU heavy as well, you know? Um, so there's a lot of these games that are CPU heavy. Um, I'm curious... Like if that PS5 Pro does have an upgraded CPU, right? Um, to take advantage of those things, they won't change the actual CPU architecture. The only thing they'll do with it, if they do anything, is they'll increase its clock frequency by like maybe a hundred megahertz, if that. Right. And that's going to give well, you already, maybe like there's this variable anyway right now, right? So. Yeah, I mean, and, they and, all and at launch are, they but... were having issues because of the variable. Uh, yeah. Uh, rates on the CPUs where it's causing all that artifacting and stuff on some games. So then they had the they had a they firmware they update lowered. and then it lowered the uh, CPU speeds a little bit um, for the threshold they that they're trying work to that out now. Yeah, like for sure, so it was that was more of an optimization thing. I'm not trying to talk yeah. shit about it. It's just like that that was them fine tuning. Okay, well now that there's millions of these things out there, like what are we? What, what ground do we need to? be at to like not have these issues right Um, but with xbox 2028 like i think that could just be a date like kind of out there that they put out there but it could we could get it in 27 um if they see a need for it because i'm pretty sure the xbox one like when that first was launching they're like this is gonna be a 10-year console and then they're like 
two years and it's like, oh shit, we we, we can't do that. We gotta <laughs> start changing that plan. What was the, so. remember the AMD video that went uh that came out from like their demonstration or whatever where they were talking about console generations and stuff and and their chips and they had this timeline. It wasn't it twenty twenty eight when they saw the next gen consoles hitting. Um. I know. I they they also predicted a midgen refreshes in twenty twenty four, as well. So, you know, I don't yeah, know if we coming. can hold too much water into it, but like, yeah, yeah. I know what's. I know the slide you're talking about, but I can't remember what the like numbers and stuff were on it. Yeah, I I remember there was um. This it was a presentation. They, and going, it was like a timeline, like they you know. based everything like they're basing it off of like last generation. Well, if they did, then this is where it's probably going to fall if they're going to do it. And Xbox is like, well, no matter we, we they're confident in their uh, what they built. I also wouldn't put much faith in AMD's timeline because uh, RDNA three was supposed to launch at the beginning of this year, and now it's kind of looking like the full launch is going to be <laughs> at the beginning of next year. <laughs> yeah, the whole I mean that was listened to a lot of podcasts when I first started uh, doing our channel stuff. And a lot of the conversations back then was our DNA, this and our DNA, that and, and everything. And it's like, what is the fruits of that? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, I can't really point to say, Oh, that's really that our DNA 2.5 or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be really kicking into action there. You know, thanks. 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 Our DNA, you know, I, I've never really cared too much about the tech stuff. It's more about just what's in front of my eyes and what I'm playing. And if it looks good, if it plays good, it feels good. I'm cool with it. I don't care what tech was used to make it. You know what I mean? If it it could be our DNA zero, I don't give a shit, you know? (laughs) Um, But (laughs) there was a lot of discussion about that, how it's going to change things. Right. And I guess we are seeing some, some of that stuff. I don't know if like, FSR is a part of that. That's or... RDNA three is the architecture, and FSR three is part of like a tool yeah, it's within a tool that architecture. Within that right, like yeah. So it's, I mean, that's where you see it is with FSR. That's like the biggest thing that we can. Yeah, that's your biggest performance benefit for all the consoles is FSR because you mm-hmm. it reduces the native resolution and then upscales it, so you get a higher frame rate. Right. But. And th- there was so much conversation about ray tracing and stuff too at the beginning of the generation. It's like this is the generation well, of ray tracing, right? Well, the thing with at least with Xbox, they do have hardware accelerated. Um, har- the actual hardware is on their uh, in their console. It's hardware based versus Sony's software based. But how many games so, have we seen it from first party? Really, well, they got to utilize the technology to offset that because it's supposed to go in tandem so with the ray tracing is based off of the halt, uh, accelerated hardware it doesn't it the ray tracing shit was a, a marketing gimmick from begin with and everyone knew that if you were in the tech community because fucking nvidia just launched ray tracing when xbox was coming out and it was fucking shit on the 20 series so it's like amd's not gonna be any better because they were already a year behind so it's like yeah if you yeah. paid attention to the tech sector you knew that this console generation was going to be shit for ray tracing to begin with right i, I think forza is going to be the first one where we'd be like wow that's actually makes somewhat of an impact right but it's still limited somewhat with what they can do there um fuzzy yeah. you you've been following forza probably more than anybody but were you happy with everything that they announced with the performance modes and stuff there 
You're on mute, bro. <laughs> it's a uh, Discord muted. Yeah, it's Discord mute. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of figured it would be where it is. Um, as far as the 4K 60, and then I I figured it was going to be 4K. Um, uh, well, 4K 60 native for non ray tracing, and then 4K 60 with ray tracing would be uh, upscaled or, or yeah. variable or whatever they Dy- call it. Dynamic. Uh, dynamic. Yeah. yeah. So. As far as the, the way they mentioned it, I it was kind of a, a given, or at least I thought it was a given from from start. Um, I'm just surprised that, uh, like, when it comes to like GT7, you would think by now, with them trying to put everything on PC and trying to get the whole slate over there, that they would have already, you know, made the PC version where they could do ray tracing on track based on your PC hardware, mm-hmm. but guess we'll see if they decide to do that, you know, within the next year or if they choose to avoid putting Gran Turismo on PC. But as far as Forza, I mean, we had 4K60 on on the previous gen hardware, which right. all things considered, if that could do 4K60, them, you know, doing dynamic resolution with ray tracing kind of made sense. Yeah. Now, if it winds up uh, upscaling 1080, so be it. Hopefully it's somewhere around the 1440 range, but um, either way you look at it, the ray tracing, like if you're in cockpit view or unless you're in like hood view or rear camera view for the car, the ray tracing isn't going to be as noticeable when racing. So it, it, it kind of depends on how you want to look at it. Are you planning on doing the ray tracing mode or are you going to do the 4k native mode? I'm going to try the ray tracing mode to see if, you know, the visuals are, are that much more improved in comparison. Like, I, I think the 4K60 without ray tracing is probably what I'll play. But, you know, got to give the ray tracing yeah. mode a try. <laughs> and if it winds up being where it gives too much motion blur or something like that, then I'll just go to the 4K60 without you, ray tracing. Do you think you're going to play Forza more on your PC or your Xbox? It kind of depends on uh, custom racing. So... If I can pick the field, like when you do like free race, uh, if I can pick the field and the paint schemes for the cars, I'll, I'll stay on my on my console. If I can't do that without doing mods, then PC it will be. Right. Fair enough. For me, it's just going to be like visually, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. and there's some rooms in the house where I'm going to play on Xbox and there's other rooms where I'll play on PC, right? Um, but yeah. I, uh, this room anyway. <laughs> but the, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for it, bro. Uh, I think it's going to look amazing. Um, yeah. It'll, it'll probably be the first game where we really see the hardware, like, take full advantage of. You know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah. usually what racing games are for, right? To really show off the hardware. Um, and the early previews have been nothing short of saying it's gorgeous. Right. So I'm looking forward to that, but um, it is going to be a games of service game as well. Uh, So it should last the rest (laughs) of this generation, at least. So we're going to have five years of support on Forza Motorsport, at least because if this generation lasts till 2028, then that's kind of what I'm expecting the lifeline to be. And that would make sense for maybe they either keep keep this going with a huge update for next gen in the future, or they have the next iteration on the next gen consoles too. So um, it's going to be different for Forza. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll do 
as far as the hardware and the engine can handle. And I, I think it will last a good bit longer than what uh, Flight Sim did because they were supposed to do the same thing with Flight Sim, but they kind of ran into a wall as far as what the, the engine can do that uh, Sobo had helped build. Yeah. So they that's the only reason why they went with like a Flight Sim 2024 instead of just continuing 2020. But I, I think with Forza, until the new hardware is out or just before the new hardware, I think they keep on, you know, every month, anywhere from five to 15 cars and probably a track a month or, or a track every other month, depending on, on the uh, roadmap. But yeah. as far as layouts, like alternative layouts, like short track or uh, full course with, uh, you know, extra uh, chicanes or something like that. I think they do that at least monthly for the additional like layouts for tracks, but a whole new track considering how many are in the running, like they're starting off with 20. They'll probably add another 20. And I figure, I don't think it'll take them five years to add the other 20, but it'll, it'll probably take them at least a couple of years to get those other 20, you know, an additional 20 in the fold. So yeah. it should be pretty good for the next, at least the next two or three years solid without any, you know, yeah, I think before is it's going to be that uh, thing where it depends on how frequent the updates and new content they are. Like if it's like Halo, it's going to be fucking shitstorm for it's two years. <laughs> no, they they were pretty good as far as on Motorsport Seven. I think they started off with like five hundred and fifty cars. No, it was, it was like six hundred and some odd cars if you did the VIP pass. And by a close of life, like from twenty seventeen to. 2019-ish, they had it up to 900 cars. And then from 2019 to 2022, they've added like, I think another 10, like some updated Corvettes, uh, updated Ferrari, and a couple of other cars that they mixed in there over the like older, like classic race cars and stuff. But um, that was a game that they were only looking to really support originally for two years. And they supported it for, you know, almost four years without any problems. Yeah, I was but, just talking uh, about if it takes like eight months to get a new track, like after launch, like that's going to fucking kill the community. No, no. I, I just hopefully it's not that bad, <laughs> but I, I, I have, you know, trust or, or, you know, faith in them that they'll be able to, you know, keep it pretty consistent every two to three months a track uh, at worst. But I would say every other month is probably when we'll see a track. So what if um, we get a like let's say the ps5 pro launches in 2024 um if they had planned on doing the next xbox console in 2028 personally i I do feel like that's too long of a wait between just for the just for that because of the third party games really nothing really first party um Mm -hmm. and i we can say well i xbox doesn't care too much about losing the console race or whatever and but like I feel like they still want to have that decent market share, at least in the U S right. And, um, you don't want to have something that could potentially like stagnate the sales of the Xboxes, right. Which yeah. conversation word of mouth and those kind of things could do, but like also then you have to look at it. Well, the lineup might do the talking as well for first party. And maybe they're relying on that, not really having to win the power narrative because they have so much kick-ass games coming out. But um, I like Sati. One of the leaked documents that came out was from Sati Nadella, which was back in April 29th of 2021. And he obviously does care somewhat because he said, uh, 
What's the share difference between PlayStation and us in this generation right now in the U.S.? Just want to make sure we're staying in the ball game here in the one market that will define how publishers will allocate their focus. Like, and Satya makes a good point in that email that was leaked, uh, and he's talking about the U.S. as the mar- the main market where the publishers are going to have their focus, right? And Xbox is doing fine in the U.S., right? They're like pretty close to 50-50. I don't know what the percentage is now, but I know at the time of that email, because I, we had a lot of conversations back then, it was really close at that time. There was actually one point where they were like 10,000 consoles roughly away from potentially even taking the lead. But then PlayStation stock got in. 2022 happened for Xbox. Then Xbox didn't had still had a short supply for a long time. All of that's gone now. Now the consoles are readily available uh, for both. Now Xbox has games. Xbox console sales are ticking up again uh, because of Starfield. But um, the email kind of says that Satya gets it as far as like the publisher's perspective and support for the consoles go. Um, and third party wise, I'm wondering if that weighs into a decision as well on if you, if these PlayStations are flying off the shelves in 2025, 2026, Xbox is at that point would be uh, significantly probably less powerful than a PS5 Pro, right? Um, uh, where you could have multi-plats coming out at like 4K 60 native with ray tracing and or uh, 4K 120 modes frequently or something like that i don't know what's possible what's not right but uh if third-party multi-plat games come out with better performance and modes and stuff on playstation games that could maybe cause microsoft to make the decision to do like a 2025 2026 console kind of like they did with the one x two years before the generation ended um the thing is though like the pro consoles, they usually don't sell too many of the pro versions when they actually make them because, like, people have already in that ecosystem and they don't want to spend another five or six hundred dollars to upgrade. So, the PlayStation, like, the pro models of consoles usually don't sell like multi millions, like the base console itself. And I don't know if the average consumer even really gives a shit because there's more Series S's than there are X's out there. Like, they just want to play the game. Right. So, what's yeah, the harm there, right? It's well, kind of weird because it's like millions the, of dollars into research to make the console. Well, they already had, they're already researched that <laughs> yeah, that's something yeah. that's already in production. Uh, well, not in production, but at least tested. So they, they can flick a switch and within like six to eight months, they can have it, you know, reach market. But the, the pro consoles are like, like Jasper said, they're, they're a small number. It's like less than 10% usually. Although I, I think on Xbox's side, they did, sell more than the 10%, you know, buffer as far as overall consoles compared to the S model with the PlayStation. It was like maybe 10 million of the pros sold at most versus, you know, the, the other 140 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it was a smaller number just because of the sheer number of PlayStations in general. But I, I think the big thing is a pro PS five will help developers more than likely for the Xbox, if especially if it's the same or similar RDNA t- uh, techniques, because at that point, then it will be in their best interest because Sony being still currently the market leader for them to use those tools. So I don't think the deficit will be as noticeable 
like it, it's almost like the way things are now with them not really focusing on the tools. You know, there's there's games where, you know, Xbox will have a higher resolution and will have overall higher frame rate, but it may have like certain stutters in one or two areas of the game versus the PlayStation having less stutters or something like that. So it'll almost be like a role reversal where, okay, the PlayStation will have it where it might be at a higher resolution. So it stays at 4k instead of doing dynamic 4k, but you know, will it be as smooth? More than likely since they're using similar tools, it'll be similar smoothness. It's just a matter of, Again, and most people can't even tell if it's four fucking K anyway. So it's like, yeah. So I visually, I don't think it'll be noticeable. Bragging rights, as far as most powerful, yeah, right. they'll they'll have that. But I I think the look of the games, like much like when the PlayStation cats were crying about, oh well, the series or the Xbox One X doesn't look that much better. I mean, it did in like Red Dead Redemption and a few other games, but there were some games where it was like you couldn't really tell as much of a difference because, you know, okay, the, these shadows are more crisp on the Xbox kind of thing. So you might have that. And is that going to be enough to move the needle? Or is it the fact that Xbox is releasing six games a year versus PlayStation releasing two? I think that that will probably be a bigger factor overall, but. And and the only reason we're going to hear about it is because people are going to be posting fucking digital foundry videos. That's the only way that you're even going to fucking know that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And because you're on Twitter and you pay attention to that. So you see it. Whereas again, you have to think of most people. That stuff has an impact though. Like even if it's, even if it's like the Twitter people sharing it and stuff, a lot of the casual conversation emanates from there. Right. Like the, the people that care the most, I'll talk about it and it becomes word of mouth and it spreads out to casual gamers and stuff like that. And it just becomes a narrative, whether it's yeah, right but or wrong. Again, that hasn't you know? changed this generation. Like even with Xbox having more no, it, it 20 had, FPS it games and more high resolution games, it hasn't mattered. They haven't had the library to back it up yet. And they do now, right? They They do now. They have this library of games coming out, right? That they can really use to show that off. And, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't know. I don't know what the right or wrong answer is. I know I would be willing to buy a midgen refresh um, because I want the best games possible. I, I want my games to play the best, right? Like, um, And when I'm in the other room in my house and I'm playing my Series X, I, I want the best possible experience I can get. So I think... If Xbox was smart, they wouldn't actually put out a mid-gen refresh. What they would do is they would call it the Model Y and use all the internals of the Series X, but cut out the disk drive, change the shape, and market it as something else. I was kind of thinking that, but it was more along the lines like if they do a, a slightly better chipset, um, take the disk drive out, but use the same same casing for the Series X, just with it where it's filled in with no disk drive. And it would be that way that would keep it at the $500 price point or 550 or whatever they, they decide that yeah. price point would be. It's going to, it's going to be interesting. Like 2028 uh five years away. So we got a long ways to go. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. If, if, the, if that's, if they hold true to what the plans were, which there's more information also because Axios had shared this, which Tom Warren had retweeted um, talking about the plans that Xbox had discussed in the emails 
Um, it said, in a brief chat exchange, a non-Xbox executive asked the gaming leadership team whether the next Xbox will veer from the traditional model of consoles having fixed hardware standards that all game makers develop for. Um, and then they said, one of the things consoles have been really great at is giving a very clear platform target for developers. Um, and GDK has been really good at this. Um, wrote Anuj Gosalia, I hope I got that right, uh, who is corporate vice president of Immersive Experiences. Um, but it, they also went on to say, it is the plan for 2028 to keep that like model or force a Windows-like flexible capabilities-like model as a question. Is it, I guess they just phrase the question weird. So it is the plan for 2028 to keep that model or force a Windows-like flexible capabilities model. So I'm guessing this is talking about what some people are thinking of, like a modular type experience or more of like a open PC format type experience for consoles. Um, then they said, we've already started this journey with Xbox One and Xbox One X, furthering it in Series S and X. Um, corporate vice president of gaming's ecosystems replies, referring to Microsoft's experimentation with different powered Xbox models in recent console generations. Then they went on to say, we need to be even more flexible going forward with Gen 10, but also provide the ability for creators to take advantage of unique hardware capabilities. So it sounds like there might even be more tiers, potentially, like with the next generation. Like, uh, we need to be even more flexible going forward with Gen 10, but also provide the ability for creators to take advantage of unique hardware capabilities. And again, that's after comparing 1X Xbox One and One X and Series S and Series X. Um, and it seems like they're willing to have more SKUs of different power varieties and stuff potentially for the next generation. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what they do or how they o tackle that approach. Um, because the console has been getting more PC-like anyway, right? As we get further into the generations. And I'm curious, uh, some people have speculated about a modular I don't think they do module because that I defeats be the whole expensive. purpose. That it defeats the whole purpose of the fucking console. Like people just want to buy a thing, plug it in, and turn it on, and it fucking works. Right. And there's and, there's also I somebody told me something, and I can't say what it is. Right. Um. But somebody told me something that they were told from somebody that would definitely know. Uh, oh, this sounds like a awesome grapevine of. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't say, I can't say who it was because I don't know how many people this was told to, and I yeah. don't, I don't want to get them in trouble, and I don't want to say, I can't say what, so I can't say what it is because if that information was to be traced back to them, that would be bad. But there may have some other interesting, surprising things, right? That a lot of us may have thought they may not ever do as well um i could see them doing like let's say like four skews um you have like a ultra model a high model a medium and a low model but then you would have to it would have to be like a pc like performance like you would have to understand going in that, that low model you're gonna be playing games at low settings stuff like that um but i think that that's still too much that's the only way i see multiple skews like working is they would have to say like you have to go in expecting this to be like this is your entry level um kind of like phones where you have like a uh, fucking s23 s23 ultra s23 plus or whatever it's like you know going in yeah. that you're paying for extra features and better performance on your phone 
it could be possibly that we will just they'll stick with the the two consoles like series s series x but possibly maybe a mobile uh, aspect with the x cloud uh touch or they do the hockey puck streaming puck whatever that we heard that they were I don't know if they're going to end up doing that because at at the end, I know that they were close to it, but at the end of the day, like they they already got Samsung on board and then they already, I think they're they're getting LG on board now. So that's like, yeah, there's no need when you can make it an app. So as more TVs out there get sold with this stuff, uh, I understand a lot of TVs are going to be older than like 2022 models, right? Where they started putting this in. But, like, in 2025, 2026, right? Like, how many TVs out there uh, are going to have Or you can just also sign partners with, like, Roku and all the other streaming pucks that are already out there. Could, and have... potentially. It's, I, I want them to. I think it'd be cool, like, as a little consumer device, right? Um, but I just, like, with the apps and the TVs and stuff, and they're going to keep making these deals, I think that might be... Is that a better approach or being more forward-facing with your own hardware? I don't know. What would you think if they made something like the Switch? No. I don't think they'll do that because I think Phil Spencer and them see that the like the Asus ROG Ally and the Steam Deck, I think that that's, they, that's their portable Xbox, and they understand that, that because they sell their games there, they get their money off of it, and they don't have to try to sell a, a new piece of hardware to a consumer that, I think personally, I think it would be awesome. Like if it was powerful enough to run um, games natively. So like you're going, that's where the trade-off is. Like I I don't want a pure cloud streaming device, right? Um, I want it to have the features of remote play, you know, and all that stuff on there. But I, I want a, a, if it's a handheld device that they have out, and they put out something. It needs to be a higher end one. Like I don't want like a cheaper. Like let's just get this out to everybody and make it super affordable, and then really compromise on everything. I want this thing to be able to play the games natively, and I'll also have the other bells and whistles. And it, it would need to be built on the Xbox um, system, not on like not an open Windows thing, not like an Android thing. Like it needs to be the Xbox experience as close as you can get it in a handheld, right? I don't think Microsoft would go for that because I think they would want that Windows integration in there, like because they would want it to be more a mobile computer. The fucking Windows and Surface team would be all over that because you know if they do a mobile thing, they're going to be talking to the Surface team, and that's their fucking whole thing is tablets and mobile devices. So it's like they're going to be one to throw fucking Windows on that bitch. Yeah, it's it's interesting to think if <laughs> if they did something like that, right? Like, um, handheld gaming is big, really taken off, like with the Switch mm-hmm. at being the Nintendo's prominent platform is handheld now, right? Where you can dock it. Um, if they had like a Series S level capable device that you could dock as well, that also you could do in handheld, like I think it could be pretty solid especially when it would be more of a competitor to whatever the next switch is yeah right like at that point when you go to the store it's not just competing against nintendo you're more directly competing against i mean uh, playstation you're more at that point directly competing 
with Nintendo, um, and you have the whole Game Pass ecosystem there as well. So, like, it's interesting to think about the possibilities of that. Um, but I, it, it needs to be done right, not like, not like what you said, Jasper. Like that, that's going to be the thing that would kill it. It needs to be a dedicated gaming. Yeah, and I just don't know if Microsoft would be willing to invest that when they know that they could put Windows on it. Because it would be a, it would be if they put Windows on it, they could sell it as an additional feature, and it would be more guaranteed sales for them, and that would so, lower the risk. Yeah, and Scott then they Free could, says, they could do like the Steam Deck at that point, where like you got Proton, and then you got you know basically it's almost like a PC on the back end, and and the po- uh, Proton skin on the front end, so you can you know run the Steam uh, big window or big picture mode or. Yeah whatever so if you have like almost like where it's a dual boot i i could see that still working for them but it oof, the only drawback would be security for the games as far as modding and things like that mm-hmm. that's yeah. where it would get sketchy yeah, it gets gel jailbroke and stuff like that um yeah. uh, scott free says no way xbox portable would compete with switch 2 and i don't mean like sales wise like switch 2 is going to kill everything in the portable space right I, I'm, I'm just talking about like it would be a compar- comparison of a kind like they would be able to market it at, like to the same consumers right that nintendo goes after as well right so like uh, especially if you had some more family-friendly games to throw out there as well but the at that point like let's say xbox does make a handheld thing or whatever like is xbox overreaching and trying to put their brand in multiple markets when they, it's like, do they have too many cooks in the kitchen? Do they need mm. to kind of focus down a little bit at that point? As long, I think it comes down to the games as long the hardware team separate, right? As long as the games are good across the board and they're, and they're like able to scale them accordingly and stuff like, and I think by that time they would do something like that. The series S power may not be unachievable on a handheld, right? Like, so as far as that goes, like maybe it's more possible than we think, but uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Who knows if they even ever care to or want to, or even want to think about that. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised they haven't done like a, uh, uh, design for Xbox, uh, steam deck, almost like they did with those, uh, headphones early on in the generation, mm-hmm. you know, just basically a steam deck that's running, the you know MSO or Microsoft OS in the background, and has Game Pass as a native app and things like that. You can install all your you know Xbox PC games or some of the console games and play natively on that handheld. But I'm kind of surprised they haven't tried that. Yeah, yeah. I just I think for me, like personally, I want Microsoft's or Xbox's three focus to be on the console, the PC, and then. I know that they have to focus on mobile. So like just focus on that. Don't like make that your primary focuses. Don't like expand beyond that right now until we can get the Xbox brand itself to grow. And then at that point, then you spread out. Yeah. Be interesting. I'd be way, if they did it, it'd be way better than PlayStation's little stupid thing that they got. (laughs) (laughs) That's for damn sure. Even if it's a lot more expensive. I mean, I would, I would, I would right now, like if, if they released a series S, power capable handheld that's dockable type device for for Xbox I would pay 550 for that thing 
I mean, our how much is the Rock Island? Like six hundred, like seven hundred dollars. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I I would easily go day one on that for X for for Xbox because that that's where my library is, right? So I, I don't know. It's just a thought, but um, good good uh, question there, though, Jasper, um, or uh, Fuzzy, uh, who whoever brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Didn't you read the comment about it? About a handheld? No. Or one some of, shit. One of y'all I you brought one, it up. No, one of y'all said it. I don't think we brought up. I think you brought up fucking handhelds, bro. No, I, I, I didn't yeah, bring you, up handhelds. <laughs> I, I brought up the handheld thing because it's kind uh, of it's what I okay. would want. Yeah, because like for the most part, the Steam Deck is kind of that right now as far as like I play a lot of the Game Pass games, except for I haven't tried Starfield on it yet. But I play a lot of my Game Pass games on my Steam Deck and having it where it would be more of like a native app as opposed to a streaming app would be kind of cool. And then like some of the games that are like multi-plats that are available on Steam, I usually wind up buying there. Like I bought Stray there. I bought um, a couple other smaller games for for it so it's like i kind of like having it where i'm not at my computer desk or not at the couch you know in front of the tv with the xbox it's like yeah oh going on a trip yeah let me just take the steam deck you know hopefully the hotel has decent wi-fi but uh yeah it's 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 a nice additive uh thing to to the whole ecosystem whether it's mobile games smaller experience games or streaming games and then you can do remote play, but I don't feel like keying in all the extra work for it. And I'm still trying to do the remote play for PlayStation from my Steam Deck, which you can do. It's just that I don't like putting my information from mm-hmm. my PlayStation information into an app that's not officially theirs. I mean, they, they get oh, hacked yeah. bad enough yeah. already. I don't need uh, the information hacked from a third party. So, yeah. Um, Jax82 with the $2 super chat says, anyone playing Lies of P? Um, I have not want to try it. it. I have it installed, but I'm not super into Souls games, and um, I'm playing Starfield. Like, I didn't even buy the Mortal Kombat like early access edition, and I've been super hyped for that. Like, I just man, the fucking Switch version of that, and Megan Fox voice (laughs) working that. That's that's some fire gameplay right there. I, I will say Mortal Kombat is not reviewing as high as I thought it would, like compared to like Street Fighter Six. Uh, Street Fighter's mm-hmm. like at around a ninety or ninety one or whatever. I know reviews yeah, don't matter, but like wasn't like Street Fighter like five and four kind of a letdown for everyone? So they're like, finally they're yeah, listening finally to a good one. Yeah, it's oh, weird. Four. Everything's relative, right? Because Mortal Kombat's getting mm-hmm. compared more to its own greatness, right? Yeah. No, I I think five. Um, well. Yeah, five was a bit of a letdown because of how it was exclusive to PlayStation, and it took them three to five years to even reach that five million. So that was well underperforming in comparison to what they were expecting. Uh, four, I think, did well. It was just a matter. It after a while, people were getting pissed off because it was like Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter Four Alpha, Street Fighter Four Turbo, Street Fighter Four Turbo Alpha, Street Fighter Turbo Alpha Two, and yeah, it was it was ridiculous that they released Street Fighter in like four or five different editions. And it's like, oh, each new one comes with the previous one's additional character standard. Plus, now there's a new season to add another 10 characters. It was like, why did I even buy Street Fighter 4 to begin with? But but yeah, 
that that's the um, it, Street Fighter. I think now being multiplayer is probably part of the reason why it got a, a boost in score. It's like, oh, finally, it's everywhere except you know, well, compared to where it was before, where it was just on PlayStation. You know, people are a little bit happier that now they can play against more people as opposed to just PlayStation people. But um, Mortal Kombat, I don't know why it's not <laughs> reviewing higher other than I keep yeah, hearing about the Megan Fox stuff, but I don't think that's going to hurt the reviews that much. If anything, yeah, they'll yeah. probably draw more attention to it as a meme. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's what the Switch stuff was doing over the weekend. Oh, God, that's just horrible. <laughs> the, the face, the, the, the face it looks like fucking a completely different game. <laughs> it does. It's so yeah, funny, it's man. It's like PS1. Like, it's bad. Oh, God. I'm so glad we're getting a new device next year for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. I'm just It's had a two hour fucking trombone stream on it. <laughs> well, that, that's not what I'm relegated to on, a, on it, man. Like, I would like to play the other games. I just, I, it's hard for me to get excited for their big ones because it looks like oh. shit on my big screen. It does. Um, but next year. You know, you get that new Switch, it'll look good. I'm excited for it. Might it. be the first time I bought a Nintendo console since the Wii. Yeah, you didn't get a Wii U? No. I thought it was an add-on. I didn't know it was a whole new console. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, I was like, why am I going to get this tablet-looking thing for my Wii? Fuck that. See, I think I'm that's like, what a lot of that. people thought. Like, And it just... And it's they weird. had so, if, if you thought that that really goes to the problem because you somewhat <laughs> yeah. follow gaming news, you know exactly. Um, and and that's the thing they they probably made so many and they probably had all these little Wii U uh, tablet things that they're like, how are we gonna make our money back from this? Oh, I know, we got the 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 switch. We're gonna utilize this and use a dock as a home console. We fixed it, and then they fucking been printing money since. They they all they did was <laughs> they they just took the con the the hardware and put it in that little tablet and and reduce. Uh, unfortunately, the they resolution. didn't even do that because the 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 switch is like whole interface and uh, operating system and like UI and everything. Is like way worse than the Wii U. Like the Wii U actually had saying, like a really like in depth online structure. They had like the Miiverse yeah. stuff. They had the virtual store. They had full backwards compatibility with the Wii. They had like everything on there that, except games. They didn't have the games yet, and all the good games <laughs> were they really were made for the Wii U. That that's why they had such a great launch lineup for the Switch. Yeah, they had Splatoon, Mario Kart Eight, yeah. all those. I I bought a Wii U and I only bought one game and that was Mario Kart 8 and I had it for like three years and then I sold it for a Switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, mean, you know, I had Mario Kart. I had uh, Zombie U. I I was playing um, some of my Wii games still. You know, like I was loving the Wii U. I but it was killing me because they weren't announcing games for it. Right? They were like really slow into making those announcements for the games for the Wii U and they did a horrible job at marketing it. Um, it because yes, when they showed it for the first time, they didn't show the console. They showed that tablet. They showed the they showed the controller, yeah. right? Yes. And that was their selling point for it because they were trying to appeal to the handheld gamers, right? They were trying to sell a console to handheld gamers, 
when well, I mean that's their during that time the fucking 3ds was fucking killing it for yeah them. they so were like I, had, the 3DS I had one of those fucking too. like 200 fucking million yeah. or whatever well they decided they're gonna go one approach just have one unified ecosystem one hardware i think this past generation of nintendo was like the entry point to that with the switch and it, it was a great starting point for them like as far as well, developing that but just the hardware was limiting for me right um but now i think we're gonna get it it's gonna be in a good place in 2024 well, i wouldn't expect mind-blowing i just not gonna be mind-blowing no. <laughs> but it's not gonna be blurry on a big tv that's all i like <laughs> I, I, as long as it displays a clear image and you can and it doesn't have to read the text <laughs> and it doesn't have like a one second latency when you're moving left and right in the menus like <laughs> then i'm happy but this thing like it, it just is so fucking slow <laughs> and it was so limited and blurry as shit like when this one happens that's going to erase all of those problems to where it's going to be more you know um caught up a little bit with the times i'm not asking for a PS5 or Series X or anything. It, but I, it's going to be hard-pressed for them to make... If they make something that still looks blurry on a big-screen TV, we got really <laughs> fucking huge problems in 2023, right? It, it's not well, they'll happen. be able to use DLS now, so they'll just upscale it to 1080. Yeah. And it's going to be more powerful as well. I mean, I want to say that. I mean, more powerful than a Switch, right? <laughs> You're not, I'm not, say, not asking for much. Um. If it was like what the rumors are, Xbox One ish, PS4 power, that's that's good enough, right? Uh, yeah, they probably just went and bought a bunch of iPhone fives from like 2010 and <laughs> just started putting them in. <laughs> well, that's what they. That's kind of what the power is of the of the uh, Switch right now. So, um, but yeah, I think 2024 is going to be really good for them. Um, I just hope it has back compat. I got a lot of games that I didn't play too much of. Because I strain. Oh, um, you want backpad on Nintendo? You got to pay another fucking sixty dollars for that game you bought already. They got to have back and pad. I think I really think because this generation of the Switch was so big, and they sold so many games and had such a big thing. I actually think the backlash against them, if they don't have back and pad, if they have release a Switch Two, will be huge. I actually think they will get a huge backlash, which never happens to Nintendo. But if they announce this thing and don't have back and pat for your, because if you if you think about the handheld consumer, they went to from DS, they went to uh like the DSXI, yeah, or whatever, and then the 3DS, and the, the, like they kept that going. Like, well, some of those games didn't like 3DS games weren't like back compatible with like a regular ds if you had a 3ds game some of you couldn't go back and play like on the older hardware. and that's and that's fine right like i i get you can't like go play a 3ds game on an old yeah. system but you could play the ds game on a 3ds you know um and i think that's hopefully what they go for with the switch i mean i wouldn't be surprised if nintendo's like you know that fucking nintendo switch cartridge that we spent all that money making or whatever why don't we just fucking come up with some new like fucking this is a micro disc that you can put in there now uh -huh. it's a totally new format guys come buy it you want mario 64 again here you go 70 dollars. okay so what would their <laughs> excuse be for the digital games uh you have to make a new profile we can't carry that over <laughs> oh, God, <for> Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be horrible i hope they figure it out um, but we'll see. Um, besides that, the other news came out from the redactions today. 
is what I'm calling them, is the um, Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, again, got mentioned that it will be exclusive to Xbox uh, via Phil Spencer. Um, and this was for, from some of the documents for the FTC ABK case. This was said previously publicly by Phil Spencer. Uh, since then, and since this document also ABK happened, right? So it is unclear 100% if they will still do what that says because that predates ABK, right? Um, however, I'm like still like 95% sure, and this concretes it even more, right? That Elder Scrolls 6 will be exclusive. Um, and uh, it's interesting that there's already articles being written about that, written about it, you know, again. Um, and it, it's almost like a little bit salty, you know, St again, repeating the whole Starfield scenario all over again, that Xbox owns Bethesda and they may actually <laughs> make their games just for their devices. Um, I, I thought the bigger story out of it today was like 2006 date, but then, or not 2026, uh, yeah, yeah. like potential release date. But I mean, again, that's just like a date they put on a calendar. Like I would not, ex I don't expect it 2026. <laughs> But yeah, that would I'm be like 2028. That's yeah. what I'm saying. 2027 new console. You know, if you if it's 2026, what like here here's the issue with not going ahead and releasing it 2026 if it's ready. That means because they only have the one main team and they're doing Starfield, they're doing Fallout, they're doing Elder Scrolls, right? And Todd Howard commented that his team, he wants his team to make the next Fallout, right? So if it's ready in 2026, put it out. Like, if they can get it there. It's only three years away. That would be the interesting thing. But maybe they have to do a lot less work because they were already building the technology for Starfield, so they don't have to create all the bells and whistles of the tech to do Elder Scrolls. And you could also make an argument that, like, Elder Scrolls game would be, like, simpler to build than, a, than Starfield. You know, they've done it numerous times before. It's what, one big open world more so, and they kind of have the formula there. So maybe they can really crank up the speed on development on that and get it out in 2026. Three-year develop, development cycle for, for that. Is that too short? I think it's possible. I mean, towards it's been a tail end of 2026. Already, but, so. Yeah. But I, I think probably the better way for them to do it is release it 2028 have it as a cross-gen launch exclusive for the new console and still playable on the series x and s that way you you don't piss off those that still have the previous gen console and it's one heck of a, a launch lineup to to start off with so yeah um they did the huge engine upgrade for Starfield, so that that was the big undertaking, kind of what like Turn Ten is doing with Forza, right? Yeah. That's why these games took longer. You know, like Starfield was in development since 2016, uh, in full development. Uh, so uh, that's when Fallout Four came out, right? 2016, I think. 2015, I think. Yeah, it was at the end of 2015, I think, and then early 2016 is when. Starfield really hit the ground. Uh, go in there. 
Um, and they were waiting for the technology to catch up. They had a lot of engine work to do uh, to get Creation Engine 2.0 out, which was to set, which they said in past interviews, was to set the foundation of their games going forward, right? So maybe it won't take them as long now, but we'll see. 2026 would be, I hope it's true. If we could get them on a three-year cycle going forward for like the next decade, that'd be awesome, right? Starfield, you get Elder Scrolls next, and you get a Fallout. That would mean that the next Fallout would be potentially 2029. Have they ever put out a three-year cycle? Because, let's see, when, when did Fallout 3 come out? Was that 07 or 8? Because Skyrim was 11, Fallout 4 was 15, so that's four years. Uh, we could look this up, I don't know. Uh see, uh, Bethesda release dates. I don't know if that's going to... Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, here we go. Bethesda video games. Uh, Fallout 3 was in 2008. Oblivion, so Oblivion was in 2006. Yeah. So Oblivion was 2006. Fallout 3 is in 2008. Uh, Again, that was the 360 generation. Yeah, where you could pump out a everything. Game yeah, <laughs> they came out crazy fast back then. When was Morrowind? What? Oh. Morrow, Morrowind was oh, three. in... There's so many different Elder Scrolls things here, man. Um, Elder Scrolls. Right, there we go. 2002. So 2002 to 2006. That's four years. Um, but that was also a huge leap for them at that time. It was kind of like now. In a way. That was their like next generation game anyway. Yeah. The, to Oblivion. And it was supposed to be a launch game for 360 and then it got pushed back. Um, so yeah, 2006. And then we have uh, what do we say for Fallout 3 was... 2008. Eight. Yeah. Um, let's see. Obsidian made New Vegas. Yeah. Um, then we had. Still the best Fallout. Fallout. <laughs> was Fallout 4 the next game? After. Skyrim was 11. Oh, Skyrim. Okay. So Skyrim was 11. So that's three years from 08 to 11. And then you had um, Fallout, Fallout 4, 4 was in 2015. That was four years. Yeah. They've been hitting around a three or four year cycle often. This is by far the longest it's been. Between Fallout 4, um, and I know some people might say Fallout 76, I'm talking about the main core team, right? The the single player RPG team that's made the single player RPGs. Um, also part of it may be slowed down because they did have to help on those other games as well, like Fallout 76. I would assume most of it was probably just back in engine work. They couldn't start making yeah. the game until they finished the engine. Well, yeah, 2015 to 2023, that's eight years. Um, it, it, If you want to say, okay, they took a break and it started in 2016 full full on it, right? Then that's still seven, seven and a half years before releasing this game. So that's the longest cycle we've had from them. And maybe this big work was done and we can actually see at 2026. But even if it doesn't hit 2026, that means probably 2027, right? If yeah. it's delayed, pushed back. Um, but at least they have a promising internal target. That's kind of confirmed, right? What, I think we the, get to see it in 2026. What the question was, was that document though, before they announced the delay for Starfield? Good question. 
Because if they announce if that document was before they announced the delay for Starfield, then the Starfield's delayed a year, right? So that would push. Well, it had a, on that document. It showed it had Starfield list as a like first half of twenty three or whatever, didn't it? It said uh, like H one twenty three. I didn't see, I didn't see the doc. I didn't. I didn't see that one. Because it had like all the Bethesda titles. It had like Deathloop. It had uh, Redfall. It had uh, Starfield. It had a bunch of Bethesda titles on there, and it had like the target dates for all of them. So it had twenty twenty three on there. Yeah, it had twenty twenty three for that and Redfall. So they must have written that when they planned their twelve month show. <laughs> um well yeah we'll see uh but yeah elder scrolls exclusive again reiterated and also 2026 it is interesting though if that's when it was written jasper because originally starfield was announced as a 2022 game right yeah. so if that internally showed 2023 then that would mean it was after the abk acquisition did it have a date on the letter do you have it uh, I just saw it on Twitter today. Let's see if I can't. Was it a Tom Warren post? Uh, yeah, it's right here. Thirteen hours ago, it's like literally first thing on Twitter and pull up. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> see, it says release date for Fall- Starfield is H one twenty three. Release date for Redfall H one twenty three. Release date for Elder Scrolls six TBC, but expected twenty six or later. Okay. What did uh? What's the date on the on the email? Uh, it's. Not an email. It's like a slide from. Uh, oh, a okay, okay. So we don't know when that was made. Yeah. Right on. All right. Well, it's interesting. Um, twenty twenty six or later. Definitely, they're not committing to twenty twenty six. Then again, I mean, every <laughs> game has that. They probably pencil in like we want this to kind of yeah. be out around whatever. Well, like Phil said whatever. in an interview previously, and or Matt Booty actually said this. I think is they forecast like. 10 like, years out. Yeah, 10 years out. They do like the closer range with five years, and they have a further range of 10 years, and then they have beyond, right? So yeah. they're really forward thinking with that stuff. But um, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, besides that, uh, Spider Man 2 has been hot in the conversations, guys. Um, it's getting a lot of backlash. I don't think it's necessarily necessary. I, I mean, it is what I thought <laughs> we all thought it was, right? I mean, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't really expect anything different. I will say I was more pleased with what I saw in that PlayStation state of play for Spider-Man two than I was the previous showings of it. I liked uh, the gameplay. Um, I think there's it's being used for console war stuff, you know, to getting back at also all the Starfield shit talkers, obviously and stuff like that. Right. And it's all (laughs) funny. Um, But uh this game is, uh, I think it's going to do really well. Um, but is it, is, is it as exciting as it should be? Um, I mean, it's, it's PlayStation's big game this year, right? They don't have I could else. give two shits about Spider-Man on PlayStation. <laughs> like, this is the first game. This literally does nothing for me. Like, Insomniac Spider-Man games are, like, in my opinion, like super mid. The only thing good that Insomniac does with the Spider-Man games is the fucking swinging mechanic. Other than that, the game's shit. <laughs> Damn! Wow, <laughs> Jasper. I mean, I liked the uh, 2018 Spider-Man. I I didn't finish Miles Morales because it felt kind of samey to me, and I just wasn't as into the story. Um, yeah. but I didn't have that experience. And you played it on PC, right? Yeah, it's not even like. The gameplay, there's no like bugs. The gameplay was fine. It's just like 
the story is super mid. The boss battles are super mid. There was only two good boss battles. It's the fucking Rhino and Scorpion battle that you fight in like the shipping containers and the final boss. Everything else is like, where the fuck are the bad guys? I'm fighting fucking thugs all day. Like, let me fucking go over here, fight like uh, just some fucking villain, Carnage. Fucking put Venom in there. Fucking, there's like 30 fucking bad guys you could put in here, but we got fucking uh, Opposite Man or whatever the fucking stupid name was. And- <laughs> Yeah, and Mr. Mr. Negative, half, Mr. Negative. Yeah, and then half the fucking game is, oh, I'm going to run around as Mary Jane do fucking stealth missions. That's what I want to play when I fucking play Spider-Man is play fucking Mary Jane. Wow, good job. <laughs> He's not lying. Jasper, I've never seen you this way. You felt you got ripped off or something? or I wanted the fucking Spider-Man game and we got bullshit. <laughs> Did so you you're... collect all the backpacks? So you're not going to get Spider-Man 2? Chase the pigeons no. in the city? Um, are you, are you going to get Spider-Man 2, Psycho? Uh, yeah, when it goes on sale. I got Starfield to play. Um, Spider-Man's just a one and done. Um, I enjoyed the first one. Um, but it was very... like. Once you go through the campaign, like really trying to platinum it was a tedious uh undertaking. And yeah, I I don't not... ever do that. It's so stupid. Like people are how many platinums was... you got? I I don't have I don't have any. I don't I on like yeah. if you ask me how many platinums I have in a game, I have zero because I could care less to even fucking look at the trophies on there and like honestly um, most of the games on there, I just like play once and finish and I just kind of play through the story and I haven't liked a lot of the single player games they've released in the last several years. So, um, I'd have to go yeah. back and look at my old PlayStation account. That, that's another thing that was interesting. Like I, I would have never done this with Xbox, right? When I switched from PS3 to PlayStation 4, or maybe it was when I sold one of my PlayStation 4s and I got another one, I didn't remember my password, right? (laughs) I didn't remember my password. I just made a new fucking account. I didn't even care because I had no reason not to. I didn't have any... I don't play with people on PlayStation. I don't have any friends on PlayStation. I didn't give a shit about the trophies or anything. And I had, like, the library was just made up of fucking, like... PlayStation Plus because I bought most of my games on disc at that time anyway. So it was like, what was I losing? Um, some play- PlayStation Plus freebies is all I really lost with that. And I didn't really care too much about it. And I just didn't feel like fucking... I couldn't remember what my username was or my password. Because uh, I-, I went without like six months without a PlayStation. So I just fucking made a new account. I would have never done that on Xbox. Like, I have way too much like invested in it. You know, but uh, it kind of is telling about the uh, with the. I guess other other people would be different, right? If you got like a thousand platinums on there, you might care about it. I just never cared about trophies or anything like that. I think trophies are stupid. Also, I don't like the system. Yeah, it's just one of those things that I was like, oh, cool. I have a complete like a complete someone that is a completion uh complete a like completionist. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man is not even that hard of a game. It just takes time to get in the collectibles. So, I mean, that aspect, yeah, it's it's like, cool, I completed a game. I have something to show for it. 
that's like the one plus side and that's why people are are trying to implement that for xbox but at, i mean at the end of the day your gamer score is something that you oh you you, you that's like just like i have this is my gamer score this is because i played this game and you know it, it represents more than oh i have 600 to, uh trophies yeah uh, that's cool um, i've honestly never but, looked at a trophy list on a playstation game i've I, I don't it's, care about achievements either, to be honest with you. Like, I like when I hear the achievement popped. I'm like, oh, cool, what did I get? Rare achievement. <laughs> oh, nice, cool, whatever the fuck that is. That's great. Add to my score, you know? Um, I, I never look at that shit. I, I like that it's there, right? Because I understand some people really do like it. I uh, I just think, like, it's, like, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's a bragging... It was a bragging right back then, back in at least the 360. It was like, you know, how much I gamer score you had or whatever. Like, I got 50,000. Yeah, is it really well, though? Because the two. people that had the high bragging rights got it from playing like My Little Pony and shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, they were like, <laughs> I'm saying, wow, like, look at this. I played so many yeah. shitty games, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wasting my life to get a higher that's, score on something. And that's why my review scores I take into consideration games are sevens and twos. Because I've played a lot of shitty games to get gamer score. I know a shit game when I played it because I had to play them to right. get thousand point gamer scores. <laughs> I, I just couldn't imagine forcing myself to play a lot of those ass games for for as an arbitrary score. You know, mm. like I, why I I don't know. I guess for some people it makes sense. You know, and no disrespect to the to the Randolph was... wars of the world and, and, and people like that. I, you know, if that's, if that's for you, that's cool. You know, I just never got it. I just never got into that. Like whatsoever. It's more so like, I kind of like do it in moods. Like when there's like nothing out, like in summer months, like when there's usually like one game coming out in the next fucking six months, I would just get in the mood where like, okay, I'm just going to play a bunch of shitty games. See as much gamers card get in a month. Yeah. God, that must've sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I look at it this way: if the game isn't fun to play, then I'm not going to bother. It's like if if it doesn't grab me in like the first hour or so, yeah, next. <laughs> it's I don't I, I the only things I think I've gone with gamer score are games I know I've beaten within like three days. Like some of the smaller experiences, like your Somerville's, your Psycho. Well, no, because I didn't get a thousand gamer score on Psychonauts too, but. um Somerville, 12 minutes, uh, I think medium and a few others like games that you can finish in less than 20 hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way I do it. Like when I'm actually going for gamer scores, I'll look up like the c completionist time for the thousand percent. If it's more than eight hours, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like where I draw yeah. the line. Yeah. Um, I think I only have three platinums on PlayStation. Two of them are Saints Row, Saints Row three and Saints Row four. And then the third platinum is actually Ratchet and Clank because I finished that game in 14 hours or eight hours. It was somewhere between eight and 14 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, this uh, is a, this year has been the least amount of gamer score I think I've ever gotten in a year. I've just, there's been so much additional stuff to play. I was trying to see my, okay. Achievements. I, I have 146,000 achievement score. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Uh, it's all right, I guess. I mean, you've had Xbox for twenty years, so it's 
Okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, if somebody doesn't chase them and doesn't hurt, finish yeah. a lot of games, I guess, right? I play a lot of games. I got but... 366,490. Yeah. I'm at like 60,000 and change, but I didn't come to Xbox until 2015. Right on. Something like that. Yeah, the Xbox One generation really sped up gamer score. Um, like the entire 360 generation only had like 80K. And then uh, when Xbox One came out, like every game was easy thousands. I'm trying to log into PlayStation app to see. I don't, I don't know what my password is. So, uh, oh, he's got to make a new account now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make a new one again. Jeez, uh, this is uh, entertaining. Yeah, Everyone's I just know, looking at their phone trying to sign in. Um, <laughs> Psycho, you gonna get uh, Spider-Man too? I already asked you that. No, not until uh, it's uh, on sale. It's, I'm just not with those one and done games. Yeah, like I said, uh, it's just one of those. It it it's cool, but I mean, I think I already asked you that. I meant to ask. It Buzzy. doesn't look great. <laughs> yeah, again, like, the only good Spider-Man games were made by like Treyarch and Activision back in the day, where you actually fought super villains all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like this is like go beat up uh, the people in the streets. Oh no, there's pigeons. Let loose. Go chase them. Um, you know stuff like that. I actually had and, a friend and, request on PlayStation. Oh. Cool. <laughs> um, and then you have uh, with with this game, it's like okay, you got you, you can switch between the two characters, and then. Like, uh, where, like, is there like a real, like, you can play as, are you going to be playing as Peter Parker the entire time or Miles uh, Morales the whole time? You know, because Miles has the the additional powers. So it's like, is there going to be force forcing you to play certain dialogue? Yeah, I'm sure that uh, it's going to force you to play Miles because fucking Peter's going to have to deal with Mary Jane's bullshit from the bitch and getting back together or whatever. And then uh, it's going to be like, well, you can't play as Peter Parker right now because he's in a relationship problem. So let's go to yeah. fucking Miles. <laughs> it says I it can't load my trophies. So yeah, it's doing the same thing for me on the app. As their app sucks. I couldn't even figure out how to get to the main screen. Um. Oh well. All right, so I'm I'm actually looking forward to Spider-Man 2 for what it's worth now after the PlayStation State of Play. Um I do feel like I got to finish Miles Morales. You got you going to spend that 70 bucks? I probably will. I probably will. Like I Okay. I like superhero shit. I love Spider-Man, I love Marvel stuff. I liked 2018. Yeah, I do too. I I liked but... 2018 a lot, like and it, this might scratch an itch for me. I haven't played a like fast moving like open world action game in, in like a while, right? So um it'll be like a 15 20 hour experience and I'll move on from it, right? Um I wasn't blown away by anything, right? But it looks fun and that's good enough for me, I guess for it. Um but what PlayStation has after that is gonna be very interesting because that that's the last of their load that they've that they're putting out there for their big first party exclusives that were lined up originally so gonna be interesting to see what they come up with but uh well 
Everybody, we got one segment left here on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> do that. And uh, that's called Tidbits. We're going to look ahead at the week of games. Yeah, it looks like PlayStation's network is down as far as trophies. <laughs> yeah, their trophies ain't loading. Everybody lost no. their trophies. They're never coming back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to uh, look at tidbits. This is where we look ahead at the games releasing for the week, and uh, there's some good ones this week. So it's a worthwhile week for sure for tidbits. Let me know when you when we hit play. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm hitting play. Uh, first up is Gloomhaven. Mm -hmm. Oh, is this a tabletop game? Yeah, tabletop yeah. RPG. It's thirty-five ninety-nine on Nintendo Store. All other stores are thirty-nine ninety-nine. Not sure why Nintendo got the ten percent off or not. But there's the it's the worst game on there. It's the blurry discount. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's uh, on everything. It doesn't say PC on this list. Is it releasing on PC? Or is it already out PC? I didn't check if it was already on PC, but yeah, it's it's just coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Right on. Uh, this game is Game Pass Day 1, Lies of P. $60 came out today. How many enemies would you face? I really want to give this a try because it looks so awesome as far as the uh the visuals yeah and the fact that you have like the different arm attachments and things like that but i'm not i'm not good at souls games well soul and souls I... fans are loving it fuzz i thought mm -hmm. liza p comes out on the 19th people have been playing no. it today yeah, it's well, now. yeah there was an early access if you did the pre-order and then uh the 19th is the official release date so by midnight or something like that it should be playable which it's like in 13 minutes, but the early access for pre-orders is uh, what people have been playing. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it so far. People are really into it. And they say it's hard. <laughs> if I die three times in an hour, I'm probably going to stop playing and go right back to Starfield. <laughs> but I have it downloaded and I at least want to try it. So Apparently, uh, Reforged Gaming is surprised this game is... Has souls like mechanics when it's a souls like. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat 1, big time release here, $70. PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC, and then Mortal Kombat 1 Lite is coming out for Switch. Is it so wrong to want some excitement? I saw some of the screenshots of what it looks like on the Switch. My God, uh, why? Mortal Kombat One, it? ugly edition. <laughs> I think Mortal Kombat on the 360 and PS3 look better than what it does on Switch right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it looks like it was made in a completely different game engine. Like the character models are so like far off. <laughs> It looks like they're made out of clay. 
I actually really like the stories on Mortal Kombat games, so... I wonder if people aren't liking the switching out of, like, calling your friend or whatever. Yeah, it's a, a little bit of a mix change up there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's this like board game style mode that uh, some people may not like that. Actually, it's really intriguing to me. It's like fucking Super Mario World or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a Mario Party. <laughs> Is it just me? I don't like when they make reptile like full go on lizard. Just you, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Some alien blood. That looks fun. Now oh, you have to pre-order to get Shang Tsung. <clears throat> All right. Um. Next is you suck at parking, which is sixteen dollars. Uh, for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, XS, Switch, Game Pass, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I played this in Game Pass before or beta or something. I don't remember. Yeah, it was like a early access or, okay. or something like that, but it's it's still in Game Pass. So it's a it's a fun game. It's little challenging type um, puzzles. You have to kind of get like your angle and speed right and stuff to like hit that spot perfectly as fast as possible. You suck at parking. You suck at parking. I know I do. My wife tells me all the time. <laughs> 
Uh, Party Animals, another Game Pass Day 1 game. $20, Xbox X One XS and PC. So we're all playing this tomorrow night, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like fun. I, I'm not a huge. I I didn't really like Gang Beast. Mm-hmm. So, but maybe this would be more fun. For yeah, me. for a little bit, Gang Beast was a family night fun time or family night yeah. gaming time. This looks like it has more like variety with modes and stuff, you know. Yeah. I think it's 30 different animals in, uh, what do you call it, like 20, 20 different maps. So. It's more like a party game. The Gang Beast is more just like a battle game, right? It's like it has party in the name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Days of Doom coming out on everything. For $30 on the 21st. The apocalypse wasn't the end of the world, just the one we knew. New dangers have emerged and lurk around every corner. Only the extraordinary have survived this wasteland. We will do anything to find sanctuary. Atari's putting out a game? Holy shit. <laughs> Did that say Atari? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so the payday 3. The components are kept in $40 day one cool game pass. Also, PS5, Xbox, Series XS, and PC. As soon as the components are 21st. So you need to haul ass to get them to the train. I think this uh, mission that's showing is one that's given to you by Ice-T. Yeah. Do what you need to do to get ready. I'll see you on the other side. I know that Kate's looking forward to this. This might be what actually pulls her away from Starfield for a little bit. Yeah, this is coming out on the 21st.
Resident <laughs> Evil 4 Separate Ways DLC coming out on PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S and PC. Um, it's a VR game. Look at there, Matt. You you could skip uh, to the 60 second mark. Yeah, I, I put in. Oh, I thought I put in the thing, but I guess. I yeah, didn't. is this the wrong one or what? No, here we go. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, there we go. Because I copied that 60 second link, but I guess it didn't work. Here it is. This is Gondor 1. Now, it looks like this DLC is $9.99, but they also have a free DLC coming out as well. They really hit a lot of content for Resident Evil uh, the last couple years. What terrible actions will be done in its name? And who will pay its dark cost? Find Lewis. Fetch me the amber. I mean, they had the village DLC. They had this DLC. Have you changed, Ada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wish I cared people. about Red or Resident Evil. I'd be excited, but it's just like I never got into them. Yeah, village was really good. I liked village. Best not to ask who or why. It's what I researched for all these years, Ada, and I see the symptoms already showing in your eyes. I haven't played for a remake yet. I need to. I might get that for PC. I bet that looks really fucking good on PC. Yeah. I then added one little thing to the end here. It's the uh, first Descendants beta starting tomorrow. Uh, oh, yeah. It's like a Destiny kind of looter shooter, but you have power, so it's kind of like uh, yeah, almost like Warframe, I guess, kind of yeah characters, because each character has their own ability. Mm-hmm. You and Steel Rain have been talking about this game. Quite yeah. A, bit. a lot of customization, that's for sure. Now, is it PVE or PVPV? Uh, there may be PVE in it, but I think most of it's just uh, PV or PV. Most of it's PV. I think there might be some PVP in it. But. Okay. I'm not sure on that. Fast. First Ascendant. Crossplay? Yeah, it's the crossplay beta, so you can yeah. play it on any device and nice. play with each other. Nice. Well, that was it for Tidbits this week. It's a solid week, guys. Got a lot of good stuff this week. Um, a lot of stuff in Game Pass. What was that? Four games in Game Pass? You had Party Animals, yep. Lies of P, Payday 3, and um, you, suck at, you suck at Parking. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, yeah, pretty good week. That's Yeah, very good week. And we're just getting into the holiday season coming up, right? Uh, the next few months are the strongest usually every year. Kind of kicked off with Starfield this year, right? So it's going to be fun doing tidbits here in the next several weeks but uh everybody that's going to do it for the show tonight and uh fun show good conversations thanks everybody in the chat for tuning in um and uh let's get everybody out of here psycho tell everybody where they can find you sir thank you chat for coming out uh oh and we have a late um yo gifted 10 members was two of them or membership. no he's uh, razor and z hit us with that 10 Memberships, thank you, Razor. Just some round of applause for Razor. 
<laughs> Thank you, bro. Appreciate it, man. Um, wow, that's really yeah. long. I need to shorten that up. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> that was it. You can hear it. <laughs> thanks, Razor. Yeah. Appreciate it. Everyone in the chat, thanks for coming out. You guys are fantastic. Again, thank you, Razor, uh, for doing that. Um, yeah, you can find me everywhere on social media, Second Outs 8. You can find me here Mondays on FSP at 10. Tomorrow night with uh, Fun Pop. We brought her back, and uh, we're having a great time. Um, I think episode six, 6 of Ahsoka comes out an hour before we go Five, live. right? Six. Five already came out. I thought... Five was yes. Five was the um, what happened after four. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, big... Well, I don't know who saw it, and so I yeah. don't want to be like it's this happened. That's, a, that's a spoiler, everybody. Five <laughs> yeah. comes after four. Yeah, it's the whole. All I'm gonna say it's that uh, we duel. learned that from the count back on Sesame Street. It's the duel. That's a one, a two, you remember the duel? a three, a four, What's a five. Next? Oh, okay. <laughs> one. Ah, ah, ah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, again, six comes out tomorrow, nine o'clock. So, what's after? What's ducking. after six? Um, Jasper's mom. Hey. Oh, <laughs> hey, all you cool kids out there. What's after six? Is it seven? It's seven. Yay. Everybody, if you got seven, you were right. Uh, anyway, okay. Um, yeah, I, so, I, and, and then on Friday, uh, Xbox Ultimate, and that's good. Yeah, thanks, bro. Uh, what about you, Fuzz? Uh, just want to thank you for having me on here. Always awesome being on here with you guys. Um, looking forward to uh, Xbox Ultimate on Friday, 10 p.m. Catch us there as well. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat for interacting with us. Don't forget to hit the like button. And if you want to hear my rambles and rants on anything gaming related, just follow me on the app, formerly known as Twitter, at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Right on, bro. <laughs> Appreciate it. And I saw, I did miss a super chat, um, everybody. So, let me get to that real quick. Um, apologize. Game Shark hit us earlier with a five dollar super chat, and somehow I missed it. I thought I, I thought I got it, but I didn't. Um, says new rule: every time a Sony or a Nintendo game gets announced, their CEO must answer in an interview if their game will go to Xbox a hundred times. I like that rule. <laughs> I think we should enforce that. Um, IGN should lead the way with the with the questioning there. Um, Dan Stapleton needs to lead the interviews and ask the questions that everybody wants to know the answer to. Is Spider-Man 2 coming to Xbox? Is uh, Silent Hill 2 coming to Xbox? Is Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth coming to Actually, that one might, so never mind. Um, is, uh, whatever, <laughs> sorry, I'm running out of games to say because they don't have anything announced. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. Jasper? <laughs> cool. <laughs> wow, what a what a segue to the outro. Um, yeah, Lord Jasper Twitter, Lord Master, Lord Master Jasper YouTube. I can't even say my own fucking channel's name. Uh, uh, check all that stuff out. I've been doing shit builds for Starfield, so if you're into that kind of thing, watch it. Um, 
Monday, Friday, and Tuesday now with all the shows, FSP, Fun Pop, and Xbox Ultimate, all at 10 o'clock right here on Fun Speculation Network. That's where I'm at. That's what I do. Check it out and have fun. Yeah, and learn how to build ships with Jasper <laughs> on his channel. Um, and yeah, everybody, thank you for being here. Tomorrow night's Fun Pop. Uh, watch Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. And uh, we're going to probably have more conversations about that and other fun things tomorrow night on Fun Pop. And then Thursdays, PM to PM at 7 PM Eastern time with Pong Soul and I. And then every Friday, 10 PM Eastern, Xbox Ultimate Podcast. Have a great night. Take it easy and peace out. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Later. Good night, everybody.